Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, former pro football quarterback and president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation, Roman Gabriel III. Join us for up-close conversations with high-impact people dedicated to faith and family from the world of sports and entertainment. Remember, Sold Out relies on you, the listener, and your support in order to deliver this program. You can donate to the Sold Out Youth Foundation at soldouttv.com. Follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Check out the Sold Out program at soldouttv.com along with its mission to impact America's youth by challenging students to be alcohol and drug abstinent and teaching valuable life skills and biblical principles of success. Today, Roman's guests on Sold Out Sports Talk are Green Bay Packers fullback Danny Vitale. Um, men and women who serve in our military, I, I think they deserve nothing but the best in insane gratitude they just need that from us um they're protecting our our right to live and and be free in america and army green beret and nfl seattle seahawk nate boyer i really wanted to play football it was my favorite but i was afraid that i wouldn't make it or if i did i wouldn't be good enough i wouldn't play and afraid of you know being embarrassed for that and uh, it took 15 years until i was 29 years old to finally say i'm just gonna go for it now, here's the host of Sold Out Sports Talk, Roman Gabriel III. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Roman Gabriel III, your host, former pro football quarterback, now the president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation. SoldOutTV.com is where to go. Uh, I've got a young man coming in here that's uh, four years in the league this year mm-hmm. who I remember meeting fresh out of college. Yeah. and. Uh, he was looking forward to an NFL career, and now he has one. Yeah. Uh, Danny Vitale's with us. Uh, Going to be a Packer this coming year. Was a Brown yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah. Danny, how are you, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Uh, you know, got picked up by the Packers here, uh, kind of in the middle of the year, and uh, finished out the year strong, and got a two-year deal there. So I'm, I'm definitely excited, especially with some of these coaching changes coming there. Yeah, you know, it'd be pretty. And cool. You got some friends yeah. on that team, right? Adams yeah. on the team. Adam Jones running back. Yeah, um, yeah. Who else? Jamal. Jamal. Jamal's there. there. Exactly. Um, Talk yeah. about coming into this coming year and what the expectations are for you, a new coach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, yeah, the new coach, um, new OC. Uh, obviously, most of the staff has changed. Actually, um, my position coach, uh, Coach Ben Sermons, he's actually been retained. So that's always oh, good. good, especially in our room, you know, with what you said, uh, with um, Jamal and Aaron, you know, it's, it's obviously great to have all three of us. We got the same agent yeah. as well, so, and Lee Steinberg. Yeah. So um, having that going on, and then also, um, I'm pretty excited for this younger coaching staff coming in. Um, like you said, I'm kind of a, I'm a fullback, kind of H-back, right. can kind of do a little bit of everything, and that's kind of the way the league's going. You Are know, you excited about the fact that you're going to maybe the predominant uh, franchise in NFL with all the history of the Packers? When you walk in, you can just, like, feel how historic it is, uh, especially from the outside. You know, you see the big clock on the, on the stadium as well. You see the Lombardi statue outside. Um, and then as a player, when we walk in where our locker room is, because everything for us is all at the same facility, all at the stadium, um, you see four Lombardi trophies sitting right there, which is pretty cool. Oh, you know, it's, man. It's title and, they man. That, and they've got that huge display that they built yeah. in the stadium, right? Yeah, of uh, course. It's like a tr- tr- yeah. trophy room museum, yeah. correct? Yeah, and they have um, retired jerseys, so obviously Favre, Nitsky, Star, Star. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. So, well, the thing that's cool for you, too, is is that there's no better way to learn the history of the league because that is the history of the league. Absolutely, um, and it's cool now. You know, I, I'm a kid who grew up in Chicago. Grew yeah, up, grew oh, up, so, you know. so I grew up, I grew up obviously, as a Bears fan. Now I'm playing for the Packers, sure. who 
and I grew up, I was the kid, uh, hey, if you like the Packers, you got to sleep in the garage. Sure. But <laughs> but now, uh, now well, that I'm playing for them, it's, it's phenom- just one of the greatest yeah, rivalries of all time. It's phenomenal. It's been, it's been incredible. Uh, still working on, and on your flipping family's my family's over. And your family Chicago can get right up you know, yeah. and see a game. That's a great yeah. deal. Still working on flipping them, becoming them, uh, turning yeah, them sure. into Packers fans. Sure, but they it's, better. It's fun. It's fun yeah. They want tickets, they better. They're, they're Danny fans, which is what matters <laughs> most. So. Yeah. so tell me about the fans. One of the special things about the Packers is yeah. those fans. I've never I've never met a, a group of people who are just so nice and so genuine all the time, um, which is what I love about it. They're super passionate about the team. They show up, sell out every game. You know, it's 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 great. So Aaron yeah. Rodgers, one of the great quarterbacks yeah. of all time. Tell me what it's like uh, playing with Aaron. It's uh, honestly incredible. Uh, I can say, since the first day I got there, um, out of practice, I've never seen anybody who can just throw the ball incredibly like quick release incredibly accurate exactly where he wants it to be um you know just like that like snap of a finger like no effort um guy's just a perfectionist as well so like if he does throw a bad ball you know he's upset at himself yeah. even at practice you know most guys be ah, that's practice yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out you know it'll be fine in the game you know you could see like it bothers him when he doesn't play well even at practice so the guy's just a perfectionist which is awesome for for younger players as well to see that right. you know one of the greatest to have ever played the position is that highly critical of himself and all he, the time. And the great thing about yeah. him is he could change you out of plays and and yeah. he really is almost oh, like a coach oh, yeah. on the field, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, another great thing about him that you know is it's just how competitive he is all the time, and it's the same thing. It's not just the and game everything. day; it's even at even at practice yeah. too. Though he's competitive, you know, wants our guys to be winning on routes, being where they're supposed to be. Um, it's really cool. You know, one of the things that players talk about is, you know, developing that platform, finding that space. And yeah. I know for Lee and for you guys, you know, he's all about, you know, how do you use your platform to impact others? How do you find that niche for yourself that you have a passion for uh, where, where you're making a difference in the community? I'm sure in Green Bay with a fervor over the Packers yeah. uh, that you've got some great opportunities to get involved in the community. Tell me some of the things that are going on there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, actually the, the big foundation that I work with is the uh, Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. So most people know, obviously, Chris Kyle's story, if you've seen American Sniper and, and everything mm-hmm. like that. But um, Taya Kyle, uh, right. Chris's wife, is, is now a good friend of mine. His, um, you know, obviously, he's, he's passed. Right. Um, but she runs the foundation, and actually, it's um, helping servicemen and women who have come home from their service uh, kind of reacclimate, reconnect with their spouses, right. their loved ones, uh, kind of help them find that person they, they used to be and, and get back into regular life. And, and um, really, it's about helping them connect with their families again and and that's the foundation that I work primarily with uh, which is phenomenal the other one I work with is the uh, Ross K McNeil foundation which is to end pediatric brain cancer Um, yeah yeah Ross was a young man from my my hometown and um, I work closely with his mom Kim um, and we're trying to obviously put an end to pediatric brain cancer and and, and any pediatric cancer where's Um, the uh, where does the desire for the military come from you to get involved with that yeah so um both my grandfather served. Um, one was in the Marines. The other uh, served in the Korean War. And um, actually, some of my one of my best friends from college was a Navy SEAL for ten years. Oh wow, uh, Tom yeah. Ruby. Yeah, so he was a SEAL for eight years. Joined our college football team. So you've been around it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had a cousin who served. Um, just actually, just finished his service. Was a 82nd Airborne. Was a paratrooper in the Army. So, um, and then um, yeah, it's it's just always been a passion of mine. Those people. Um, men and women who serve in our military, I, I think they deserve nothing but the best and insane gratitude. They just need that from us. Um, 
they're protecting our, our right to live and, and be free in America. So it's just a, a huge passion of mine. So the least I can do is help give back to help them reacclimate to this life. Roman Gabriel with Danny Vitale, fullback Green Bay Packers, with us on Sold Out Sports Talk. Tuesday we went out to Greater Atlanta Christian School and did a assembly for 700 high school students, yeah. which uh, was a blast. Awesome. Um, yeah. Our program, you know a little bit about it, our sold out programs for sixth graders and ninth graders, a drug and alcohol abstinence mm -hmm. program, mm -hmm. uh, video character curriculum that we make available to schools. Yeah. and. You know, you're the kind of guy uh, that our students look up to. You're young enough to where they still say, hey, you know, he's pretty young. I, I'm going to listen to this guy, and he's yeah. successful. Um, one of the things that students ask me all the time is they say, you know, uh, why is it important to set goals? Why, why is it important to have a game plan? Why is it, why is it important, to, rather than just dream, to actually intentionally think about what you need to do to be successful? And you obviously are, have that in your life. Tell me yeah. about why that's important. Yeah, well... One of my favorite things that I that I actually have done in my life was I told my mom I was going to play in the NFL from the time I was eight years old. Yeah. So I set a very very big goal right away. Um, but something I kind of learned as I got older, and this is actually something I learned from one of my Navy SEAL friends, was make big things small. So you take that big goal, you break it down into pieces. So what I did was I went from an eight year old who wanted to play in the NFL, and I said, hey, I just want to be a, a great running back in high school. To I want to play at Northwestern which is ultimately what I accomplished. I still haven't even quite and by the way, a of, great academic university. Yeah, exactly. And I still hadn't even quite processed the fact that the NFL could be real yet. But I was like, okay, I'm just going to get better every single year in, in, in college football. And by the time I hit my senior year, it was rolling around, hey, you can get, you could potentially be drafted. Didn't even think about that yet. I was like, hey, I just want to run, run a great 40, do great at the combine, uh, do well at the, the all-star games. And then next thing you know, draft day rolled around, um, got drafted. All right, well, now it's, hey, i got to make the team, you know, stuff like that. So, so being the best in the moment, right? Exactly. So make those huge goals you set, which are, which are still important, but break them down into little goals underneath that that help you reach the big picture. Um, that's been a great thing, too, because when you achieve those little goals, you get a little bit of gratification from that, and it, and it inspires, you to move, inspires you to move to the next step. Um, Man, which, I tell you what, uh, uh, that that is so well said because mm -hmm. uh, so many times you know we break down goal setting for students, and that's an mm -hmm. incredible example because we talk a lot about being in the moment, about being yeah. intentional, uh, yep. about being serious, about being the best you can be. And I, I was talking to Roy McElroy. Yeah, he came to Charlotte for a PGA event last May. Yep. And, Roy's like you, man. He loves kids and he wants to help them yeah. any way he can. So we got him aside. He said exactly what you said. He said, you know, as a golfer, when I was growing up, you know, with my dad, I wanted to be a pro golfer. Yeah. But I couldn't be a pro golfer in one day. Exactly. You know, at every level exactly. I was at, I tried to be the best I possibly could be at that level. Junior golf, then playing, exactly. playing the tours, then getting on the tour, then becoming a, becoming yeah. a major champion. So he said if you could break it down, like you were saying, exactly. it makes it makes it – in your mind, a much more doable task. Yeah, and the next thing you know, you're you're where you you always wanted to be bef before you know it, before you even realize it. You know, you're there. You're like, holy cow, I've 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 done it. Well, I was going to ask you. I did the um, same thing when I was a kid. My dad was playing for the Los Angeles Rams when I was yeah. nine, growing up watching him play. And uh, I remember telling my mom and dad, yeah. you know, I want to play pro football like you. I want to be a quarterback yeah. like you. Yeah. And uh, I can remember doing the same thing that you're talking about. But I guess the question is, you've described that process you went through, uh, how does it feel to be right now where you're at to look back at that, what you just described about yeah. yourself and to be here? Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. And, and, and when it really hit me, 
And it's crazy because I've been, I, like we've said earlier, I've been playing in the league now for a couple of years. It really didn't even hit me until this year when I signed with the Packers and was, you know, active again. Um, national anthem. You know, you're standing there with all your teammates in a line. <laughs> that is so good. it's not even while you're playing. It's sure. just while, while you're standing there. It's the time you can to reflect yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and you look around the stadium. You see everybody kind of standing there in silence uh, listening, and it's like, you know, wow. Powerful. Like, I, this, is, this is what I've been working for my whole life. And um, But this isn't where it ends, you know. Now that I've achieved this one, it's time to set another big goal. Um, and that's just the next step, right. whatever it is in life. It doesn't even have to be football-related for me. You know me. what's Mine, really cool, though? Yeah. Just listening to you is – uh, I get a chance to talk to successful people from all the yeah. worlds every single week. Yeah. And people say, well, you know, do you ever make it? And I say, well, you know what? Yeah. Every time I have somebody on my show, mm -hmm. I always take one tidbit of what they say yeah. to say, you know, I can apply that in my own life. Yeah. And what you were just saying is so true for kids is that all the great ones, all the ones that excel, all yeah. the ones that are high-impact people, never think that they've yeah. made it. You're, you're never finished with it. You're That's never, right. You're never done. Even even when football is completely done for me, whenever whenever that might be, there's going to be something else I'm going to have to do or want to do, and I'm going to have to set another big goal. Um, if it becomes unrealistic, you change it. You redirect. Wow. You move to something else. We're looking forward to big things with the Packers this year. Looking forward Absolutely. to seeing you play. And uh, as usual, thanks for taking the time of for course. coming by. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Danny, appreciate you. Yeah. When we come back, more on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. This is a best of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Nate Boyer, who was a Green Beret and a member of the Seattle Seahawks. Visit SoldOutTV.com and consider donating to the Sold Out Youth Foundation. And follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel 3 Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Uh, with me uh, is a good friend, a guy I respect greatly. Uh, he's got the MVP program, former Green Beret, Texas Longhorn, Seattle Seahawk. He's got so much going on all the time. Uh, Nate Boyer. Uh, Nate, how are you? I'm good, Roman. How are you doing, brother? Awesome, man. It's it's great to have you in the house all the time. Um, so tell tell me about uh, what's been going on with you since I saw you last at the Super Bowl. With the uh, Merging Veteran Players, we, we, we expanded out to Las Vegas. So we've got a chapter out there now with Randy Couture uh, kind of heading that out, you know, the uh, MMA fighter. and Wow, man, he's um, big time. He's awesome, man. And then we just recently expanded to Chicago, you know, so um, that's the latest one that opened up uh, just, wow, just last month, really. And, you know, in the future locations and chapters, we got uh, New York, Philadelphia, and Atlanta all on the horizon. So it's been really cool. You know, what, what, what we're doing with Merging Vets and Players is uh, co-founded it with Jay Glazer, and we're, we're bringing together former professional athletes and combat vets and helping them find purpose once the, once the uh, uniform comes out, you know, and that newfound identity and team and all the all the pieces of the locker room camaraderie and, and uh, you know, that, that feeling like you'll ever do anything as important as you did before, all that stuff that's maybe missing. Um, we're helping these guys and girls uh, find it again, and it's, uh, it's just been really cool to, to, to take the journey, man. It's, it's almost three years now, and uh, we've, we've come quite a long way in that short time. How did the how did the idea come up for you in terms of tying these two things together? Well, you know, I mean, I, I did both. Uh, granted, I, I I served a lot longer than I played uh, 
professional sports. <laughs> but I can tell you from that short experience, um, the, the, the way that we sort of treat one another in the locker room versus the team room in the military, um, the, the amount of respect for, we have for one another, um, also the, you know, just the, the, the sort of sacrifice it takes to make it at that level in either of those professions uh, are very similar. You know, I'm never going to compare being in a firefight to, you know, running down on the uh, punk coverage or anything, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a very short lived career often, you know, I, I, you're, you're lucky. You're lucky if you, if you make it to your thirties and you're still playing football and, and, and if you're serving at a very high level, especially um, being in a, you know, an elite combat arms unit, uh, it's a lot of wear and tear on the body and it's competitive and it's tough. So you, you get done, you know, and maybe you're 30 years old, maybe you're 22 years old and, you got so much more life left to live, and it's a, it's a common issue where you feel like you've peaked, you know, and you've uh, you'll never be great again, and you'll never be a part of something uh, that powerful and important. And it's really uh, it's it's a challenge, you know. It's it's really hard to deal with that uh, moving forward and try to find that next passion and find something that fulfills you in that way. And and it comes down to a lot of a lot of guys to you know finding a way to serve and fight again for something. And, and we're just facilitating that uh, through, you know, peer-to-peer counseling, through um, workouts together, uh, through just building that community again. I mean, starting out in Los Angeles out here, it's a very disjointed area. Uh, it's tough to find a lot of these veterans, and there's hundreds of thousands of them out here. Um, but once they all realize that there's a, there's a, there's a place they can come, uh, a group they can meet up with, and, and, and it's not only our, you know, group at MVP, but... Um, we're just helping kind of build that uh, branching community. Uh, when they realize that there's options there and that there's, there's hope and that there's a lot of opportunities and there, you can use all these skill sets you built and transfer them into any facet of your life, um, it, it, it's pretty empowering, you know, for everybody. You're right? a guy that, um, you know, had never played organized football before. Uh, and, of course, at the college level, that's, that's absolutely incredible. But you actually learned – to long snap as a uh, for the University of Texas through the internet. What 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 would you tell young people today that maybe are afraid of going for it uh, about why they should? Well, you know, I was that same person. I did the same thing when I was. Uh, I remember being 14 years old and I'd never played football before growing up, and I, and I had that opportunity. Uh, you know, I'm going head into high school, and you know, I'm playing basketball and baseball and other sports and all that. I really wanted to play football. It was my favorite, but I was afraid that I wouldn't make it, or if I did, I wouldn't be good enough. And uh, it took 15 years until I was 29 years old to finally say, I'm just going to go for it. And I'm just going to, if I don't make it, I don't make it. The world keeps spinning. The sun's going to rise again tomorrow, and I'll find something else. Um, so I, I put all those, I wouldn't even say I put those worries aside. I let them fuel me. I let those fears fuel me to just work harder and not give up and be relentless. And I got an opportunity to try out for the Longhorns, you know, when I was at Texas. And I didn't know anything. I mean, I knew a lot about football, but I didn't know, you know, I didn't know how to backpedal and I was trying to be a DB. Uh, I didn't know, uh, you know, how to, how to run routes, you know, and I was trying to be a receiver. I was trying to find any way I could on the, just the scout team. Um, but what I did every, during the trial is I just went as, as hard as I could, 100 miles an hour, 
you know, in the wrong direction sometimes, given everything I got. And, uh, and, and I just said, you know, I'm just not going to let them cut me, you know, and if they still do after all this, um, then they just don't see, you know, what I could have brought to the team or what I could have brought to the table. And sure enough, they, uh, people are inspired by passion. They saw the passion that I had and how hard I was going. They're like, you know what, you know, I at least want this guy in my locker room at a minimum. And, uh, so I got, you know, I got the opportunity to, to be a part of the team and, be on the scout team and it took a another year to you know learn how to long snap and find a way uh on the field that way it was just all about not giving up you know you weren't you weren't just going into the military when you made that decision either you went for it to one of the most elite divisions uh you know uh, special forces um how, how did that experience help you going forward in terms of your confidence well it helped a lot i mean it was so much uh so much of the belief I had in myself was earned, you know, uh, like it, it, it's not easy to just believe something without feeling, uh, feeling like it's true, I guess, like giving yourself a reason to believe it. You, you can't, you can say all day that you just believe in something. Um, it doesn't mean you actually believe that thing. You know what I mean? And you can say it to yourself. You have to give yourself reason. Uh, you have to do the work, you know, so that, that means, setting manageable goals at first, things that you can accomplish. And then once you reach that goal, you immediately find another one that's a little more challenging, you know, and you kind of just keep keep raising the bar little by little. And pretty soon when you start to, those little victories become big victories, then you really do believe in, you really do have that belief because you've earned it. Um, you know, you've kind of developed grit uh, by putting yourself through some challenging situations. Uh, and that's both physical and mental and, you know, all that stuff, but, um, yeah, you, you got to give yourself, that's something I love to preach to, to young people is you, you, you know, you got to give yourself a reason to believe you can't just, you, you can't just believe something, um, uh, for the sake of, of believing it because, uh, you know, you want it to happen so bad and you just, you just, you just think it, uh, purely and you don't take action. You don't do something about it. It doesn't work like that. You've got to, got to fully commit you know physically mentally spiritually all that stuff and once you do that that's the that, that's the only time you're, you're, you're going to see true results when it, especially when it's something that's uh, extremely challenging nate boyer is with us uh former green beret special forces university of texas seattle seahawks and now he has his mvp organization helping these vets i've heard you say that a lot of people complain but um they really they really don't know uh, what it takes to have the right to complain, and um, you understand courage. You understand what it takes to defend our country. What, what would you tell people out there today that that maybe are a little uh, too free with their opinion um, and and not willing to back it up? You know, we should have our opinions. We should hold firm to our beliefs, and it's okay to complain. It's okay, right? But if you're not doing something about it. If you're expecting somebody else to fix the problem, you know, or, or you know, the woe is me thing, and the world against me, um, if you have that kind of attitude, you're always going to have that kind of attitude, and you're never going to get anywhere, you know. And, and I feel like anymore, a lot of people in our country, it's like they're just looking for something to blame for why, you know, their life isn't going so great or why they haven't accomplished the things they said they set out to do. Um, and almost... In all these situations, there's something that we could do ourselves, 
you know what I mean, individually to fix that issue, to fix that problem, whether it's a personal one or a public one. Any group, I promise you, we sit around the team room and we just, man, it, it could be leadership, it could be the mission, it could be all this stuff. We will complain about it, but we don't quit. And we, and we know no one's going to fix it. It's up to us. So after we do that, you know, we, we, we focus on how do we solve these problems. We identify them, and there's lots of them, and then we, we work towards solving them. And we work together sometimes with people that we don't completely agree with, uh, whether they're Americans or, you know, from other countries. But we find common ground, and we find a way uh, to work through those problems together and, and make it so that everybody feels like, you know, they count. Nate Boyer, uh, before we let you go, Nate, um, I want to make sure everybody in our audience knows how to support the MVP program if they're interested in knowing more or even uh, donating some money. Uh, MVP, Emerging Vets and Players, we're at vetsandplayers.org. That's dot org. You know, we've recently got the, the NFL on board, and they've, uh, you know, they've, they've made donations. We've had some other great companies and organizations uh, jump on board, but every bit helps, every individual helps. Yeah, they can reach me at, uh, at nateboyer.com. Um, that's my website. You know, you can reach me right through there. Um, just send an email and we'll, uh, we'll connect on it. You need to have Nate Boyer come out because he's very inspirational. He's got an incredible story, and he's going to be inspiring to whoever you want him to talk to. So, uh, Nate, always love having you on Sold Out. Yes, sir. That was awesome. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.